Harris here today. Um, it's my privilege to get to preach, share some of God's Word today. Uh, we've been in a series on Matthew, working through the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, we're going to continue that today. But before we do that, I'd love to pray. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for your presence with us. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your spirit. Thank you so much that you are eternal. Thank you that you are not limited by geography. God, I ask that you would draw near to each person listening today, each person interacting with this teaching today. God, I ask that you would fill each of our hearts, each of our rooms, each of our minds with your spirit. God, you would help your word to be alive to us today. Holy Spirit, would you apply the words that you spoke, Jesus, to our hearts and minds and lives today? God, we need you more than we ever have. I don't even know if that's true. I think we're more aware of our desperate need for you than we've ever been. So God, we give these next minutes to you. We recommit our hearts to you. We say, come Lord Jesus, have your way. Amen. So guys, we've been working through Matthew. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount and our text today is Matthew 19, I'm sorry, Matthew 6, verses 19 to 24. And so if you'd get out your Bibles or turn on your app to Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24. I'm going to read the text, and then we're going to talk about it. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It says, The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and wealth. So here in this time of coronavirus, of lockdowns, of global uncertainty, of just absolute shaking, of everything we know, these words are incredibly relevant. Jesus is sharing a teaching on where our treasure is, on where our focus is, and where we will place our trust. 
He starts off talking about storing up treasures for yourselves. And at a time when our grocery stores are virtually empty, it's hard to find toilet paper. People are hoarding months worth of supplies in their homes in case the apocalypse is coming. Enough toilet paper for six months. This thing seems really relevant. And I think the reason that Jesus tells us to not store up treasures for ourselves on earth, he's not saying don't prepare for a couple weeks of shut-in. But I think what he is saying is where our treasure is, where our hope is, where the things we are most proud of, where those things are, that's where our heart will also be. And I can see when we begin to trust in our supplies, or we begin to trust in our diminishing 401ks, when we begin to put our trust in our treasure, this time when those things are at risk, our lives become full of anxiety, full of panic, full of shaking and questions or just absolute denial that we're facing an issue. Because where our foundations are, if it is in treasures that we can gather ourselves, I think we realize that no matter how strong our preparations are, they may not be enough to carry us through something like a global pandemic. And this isn't a new reality. This is an old reality that is exposed by a new circumstance. That no matter how hard we work, we can't actually fully provide, protect, secure our own futures. We've never been able to. We can try, and it's prudent to save money. It's prudent to care for your families. It's prudent to sow and not, you know, waste your money. Those are important things, but they're not central. Our security is not found in material possessions. Our security is not found in our ability to store things up for ourselves. As Christians, our security is found in God himself. All throughout the Psalms, it talks about God being our fortress, God being our, our foundation, God being our strong tower, God being the place where we run when we are in trouble. And so when we put our treasure in something else, when we put our, our, our affections towards other things before Jesus, good things even, just not ultimate things, good things. But when we make them ultimate, and we allow that to be our foundation and where our treasure is, it will ultimately fail. Because the problem with our provisions, somebody could come and steal your toilet paper. Your 401k could lose tremendous value. The economy could collapse. Your food could spoil before you eat it. 
Our treasures are not sure. Our provisions are not guaranteed. But our God is unchanging and he is available. So I want you to consider where is your treasure? What is it that you are putting your trust in? What is it that you are gathering up? What is it that you are looking to first in your life? There's this great verse in 1 Timothy. It's 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. It says, As for those who in this present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather set your hopes on God who richly provides everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share. Instead of having our hearts captivated by treasure where we are worried and hoarding for ourselves, the Christian call is to be generous and ready to share. Thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that is really life. We are looking to a life that is greater than the life that we see. We are playing for eternity, guys. We are praying for and playing for and working toward eternal life with Jesus. His scale is eternal. It's not temporal. He's playing for all time, and he longs for you to join him in the eternal sort of life that does not stop. So concerning our treasures, where our treasure is, there also our heart will be. Is our heart set on Jesus? Is our heart set in eternity? Are we generously living out God's life now among the people that we're connected to? There's an invitation for us to consider our treasures and what we're building to. The second thing is it says that eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your body will be full of darkness. Then the light, if then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? This is a really incredible passage, and I think it is absolutely pertinent today. Paul, Jesus is saying, what we take in through our eyes informs the condition of our interior life. I think just as we know what we eat changes our physical makeup, what we consume with our eyes changes the makeup of our interior life. If what we're consuming primarily is darkness, if our eyes are unhealthy is what Jesus is saying, if we're taking in unhealthy material through our eyes and letting darkness and fear and horror and terror in through our eyes regularly, then that is going to color the condition of our souls. And how dark it is when the interior of our lives is darkened. 
This isn't a call to totally avoid news, but this is a call to be really careful about what you're consuming, to be thoughtful about the diet of your eyes, what you're fixing your eyes on, what you're taking in on a regular basis. What is the controlling narrative that you are looking at? Is it light and life and joy? Are we gazing on Jesus, the founder of our faith? The one who for the joy set before him gave up his life so that you may have eternal life with him. That he could take your sin and death and eliminate it to give you a life everlasting. Are we fixing our eyes on our loved ones? Are we fixing our eyes on what Jesus is doing in and around us? Or are we allowing fear and darkness and distraction to consume us? So where is our focus? Where is our treasure? And where is our focus? And then finally, where will we place our trust? No one can serve two masters. We can't serve wealth and God. You cannot serve both God and wealth. What does wealth represent? Well, I think that wealth represents our own power, our ability to preserve our own lives, to realize our own destinies, to accomplish our own purposes. When we serve first and foremost our own power and desire, I think, well, the reality is I think we can only serve one thing first. We can either have God or our own ability to do what we want in first place. And I think we're all in a season right now where we are learning as we are in self-isolation or lockdown, sent home from school or maybe facing unemployment, maybe dealing with sick relatives or friends, maybe facing insurmountable shifts at the hospital. Maybe you found yourself in a position where you have never been this out of control of the circumstances around you. I think it's an evidence that we can't necessarily serve wealth. It's fleeting. It's uncertain. We are less powerful than we realize. And so there's an invitation rather than to serve our own interests, that we can serve God. That no matter the circumstance that we find ourselves in, his life can come. We can be channels of his love, channels of his grace, guides light in the darkness. No matter where we find ourselves and what we find ourselves doing, we can serve God. Even if it is suffering, we can serve God in our suffering. We can serve God in our homes. We can serve God in our neighborhoods. We can serve God in our workplaces. We can serve God on Zoom calls and FaceTime. We can serve him. We can be conduits of his life. But I think in order to do that, in order to serve God, in order to to look to him, we have to look to him first and allow him to be what fills our vision. So I want to encourage you guys to look to Jesus to fix your eyes on him. 
Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Guys, I think there's a race set before each of us that is far different than what we anticipated this season being. And I think it's a race that is going to take perseverance. But we will run the course that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus first, allowing him to fill our vision, allowing him to be our guide and exemplar in the midst of difficulty, to be our source of life in the midst of whatever it is that we're facing. Looking to Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. So I want to encourage you guys to let Jesus be the treasure, to let Jesus be the one that you fix your eyes on and the person that fills your vision and that to place your trust in him. We'd love to help you walk through this, to help you to put Jesus in first place, to hear him first. Guys, we will have a link available for prayer requests. If you have specific prayer requests or want somebody from staff or from our prayer team to call you and pray with you, we'll be glad to do that or just to lift up the prayers that you have on your mind. Lord, thank you so much for each of us here. Thank you for each of us listening. Thank you, Jesus, that you are so compelling of a God. You are so compelling of a person that we really can look to you. That God, you are really worth treasuring. Jesus, you are worth first place in our hearts. You are worth first place in our lives. You are worth placing our trust in. God, would you help us to focus on you? I'm sure some of us feel like Peter walking on the water and falling into the waves when we see how severe the storm is. Jesus, would you help those of us who are drowning in anxiety, drowning in the what-ifs, overcome by the waves? God, as we look to you, would you help us up out of the water? and back into the boat with you. I pray a blessing of peace over everyone watching today. In Jesus' name.